postables and hallmarkies welcome to deliver me a podcast a spinoff of the hallmarkies podcast today we're so excited to be talking about the first ssd film following the series for christmas i am jess and with me today we have casey hello everybody i have here a festive background because i can't find my christmas stuff in the middle of summer and i did snag my child's christmas tree it's pink with little bulbs i don't know why she still has it and why we have not put it away i also have um my desperate find for a christmas something is my new year's thing i'd put it on but you can't see it with the background so there you go and then i of course have these people here <laughs> and lights yay festive <laughs> me i'm proud <laughs> Awesome. And we also have the lovely Cammie. Hello! Sporting my husband's ugly Christmas sweater. <laughs> and I got, I, I got my bling. I got my bling on. <laughs> it's does it jingle? Uh, no, sadly it does not jingle. But I've, it kind of clicks, I guess you could say. And then I've got, I've got a, a brooch of fake bells so you know that's as close to jingling as i'm getting <laughs> <laughs> oh and of course the the most important christmas decoration i've got my shane necklace i got caught on the brooch but yes i've got my shane necklace to put on the tree <laughs> awesome. oh you can put it on my little tree that i stole from my kid yeah, here you go uh, here yeah <laughs> And with us today, we have a very special guest, none other than the founder of the Whole Marquis podcast, Rachel Wagner. Yes, I'm so excited. Merry Christmas. Hello. This is so exciting. I told the girls when they started this podcast, I said, I'm fine. You guys do whatever you want. It's going to be awesome. But I want to be on the Four Christmas episode. And that was the stipulation. And so here we are. She and I'm very, to very fire excited. us. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm here with my Santa hat and I've got on my 10 Lives of Christmas t-shirt designed by Emma from the Hall Remark. And uh, you can get those on our merch store and uh, they, well, that's our dream movie is getting 10 Lives of Christmas. So uh, we're, I'm really, really excited to talk about uh, this uh, film. It's one of my favorites and uh, it's going to be great. Awesome. Yeah, I'm not quite as decked out as my lovely co-host, although I do also have my Shane necklace since it is a pivotal part of this movie. Very pivotal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so this movie is actually a little different than a lot of the other movies because we actually take a little bit of time before we even get to the letter itself. We have a whole kind of series of things that go on first. And one of the first things that happen is our opening scene. We have all these postal workers furiously wrapping gifts, um, getting gifts together for kids' letters to Santa. And we meet this mysterious man named Jordan, who we have never seen before. And so- Seriously handsome, you mean. That is true. <laughs> he is very attractive. And so did you guys have any initial thoughts about this, this new character, Jordan, that we got introduced to? Was there anything that jumped out to you about him? Well, his last name was Marley. So I was like, okay, so, something's going on with him. You know, cause like, if his last name is Marley, then there's something going on that's, you know, I, I didn't necessarily think supernatural or ethereal, but I did think something was, 
something was afoot. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I was oblivious. Yeah, I was oblivious too because they they've had a bunch of different guests uh, on the show, and none of them have kind of been in that vein. So I I uh, I just took it as kind of one of those uh, your sort of Valerie Harper type character mm-hmm. uh, for this episode. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't suspect anything at all. I think if anything, I just thought, oh, maybe he'll be a temporary um, person of interest for Shane. To, since Oliver is not quite ready to to go anywhere with the relationship since he's still married. So I was like, well, maybe he'll be like a temporary boyfriend uh, because there was a little bit of uh, chemistry between them in the beginning. So mm-hmm. I think that's about all I, I thought about him. Um, but according to, to Jordan, he's there to like troubleshoot something like he's got some like special project, I guess, going on. Um, but anyway, we um, one of the the bigger scenes in the beginning is this whole like postal ball, <laughs> which I'd really like to know if the post office has a postal ball. I'm going probably not. Um, and Rita does not wear her uh, traditional red and green and gold or whatever dress it is and completely throws the guys off. Yeah, yeah this, this part took a little bit longer than I remembered. Uh, I thought they got to the, uh, the hospital a little bit sooner uh, and then rewatching, I was like, oh, because uh, when we'd had uh, Alonzo Draldi on for the bracket and we'd done we've done the bracket I he I'd asked him if he'd seen it and he was like I just couldn't get into it because I didn't know the characters and so I was kind of watching it trying to look at it from the perspective of somebody who had just watched it not knowing the characters and I was like I kind of can see why because this first part does kind of it is kind of I think a little bit in you have to be sort of in the world to kind of get some of the jokes and some of the humor and some of the things happening oh, in this first part. Yeah. And then once it gets to the hospital, I think it gets a little bit more uh, just general movie going uh, accessible. And yeah. uh, so I, and I, I was just more cognizant of that this time because, because I had just talked to him about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Because I guess we wouldn't really understand why Shane and Oliver aren't together. Mm-hmm. because they don't even end up together in this movie you know what i'm saying like because it's part of a series well, he does he's got the ring he's but, still wearing the ring but you so. wouldn't be looking for that if you're a normal viewer if you just happen yeah. to just you know pass mm-hmm. that on you'd be like wait what why is this guy so jealous it's like very confusing yeah. so i can see that yeah yeah but um i just love when when they first see the girls and and norman like literally is just like, like <laughs> because he's not expecting he's already freaking out about having to dance because <laughs> he's so scared to dance with rita and rita and shane have been talking about kissing norman for the first time and <laughs> can i just say oliver the only thing he can think of to describe rita's dress is festive yes it's black (laughs) (laughs) call it fancy call it whatever but you cannot call it festive it's black (laughs) that would be festive for new year's eve but that is not festive for christmas just got to get off my soapbox now (laughs) for a man of so many words that is um an interesting (laughs) choice i suppose (laughs) 
Well, I'm all about the black dress for Christmas. I know there's been a debate on about this on the podcast, oh, but whether it's acceptable to wear black for Christmas. So I'm all for that very festive. I didn't fire. say it wasn't appropriate. <laughs> I said the word festive was not was not descriptive of that dress. <laughs> uh, and yeah, this movie it's um it's really a, a turning point, I think, for Norman and Rita, because they're so, like, still very awkward, like, they're, um, in the beginning, like, when they giggle over the word turf. <laughs> turf, <laughs> turf, what a funny word. <laughs> I was dying. I was dying during that scene. I was like, I'm, I'm so, I'm immature like you guys. I know. <laughs> I, d- I don't know where I laughed harder, you know, them doing their little interchange about turf or, or uh, Oliver very emphatically defining the word turf. <laughs> yes, we, we get the whole like, uh, what's the word like, etymology? Is that etymology? Yeah. yeah, of the mm-hmm. word turf. And um, <laughs> it's, it's that and would anyone like some punch? No, it was there's a champagne fountain. There's a champagne fountain if you need something stronger. And then he says, one never consumes alcohol when dancing the Roomba. Roomba. (laughs) And Rita's like, okay. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Well, and she said, but you're not dancing. Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) But I just, it's so funny between the, between the whole turf talk and that, and his whole, would anyone like some punch? I hear the punch is very (laughs) good this year. (laughs) Someone's going to take a punch at something. (laughs) Yes, because Oliver sees Shane dancing the steps of their dance with Jordan, which is tantamount to theft. <laughs> it's not like she's selling state secrets or anything. In yeah, Oliver's mind, I think she is. <laughs> no, it's like practically infidelity at a certain point here. <laughs> I'm doing their dance. I mean, come on. Yeah, I say that in the very next movie from Paris with Love, Oliver yeah! does the exact same dance yes! with Holly. So it's nothing sacred. <laughs> well, and not just dancing, but he's doing the dance with the arms up and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oliver, we need to have a talk about that later. Oh, bless his heart. In the but, most um, southern way possible. <laughs> What's important, though, about... Um, Shane dancing with uh, Jordan is we start to learn a little bit more about her background. We learn, you know, she doesn't celebrate Christmas. It's a very touchy subject for her. Um, and Jordan's like, you know, that's a shame. And first clue that we get here is where I come from, Christmas is a very big deal. Mm. Our first clue. It seems totally okay. innocent. You know, he, he comes from the small, you know, Hallmark Christmas town that just goes crazy. He's probably from Evergreen or something, you know. Um. <laughs> well, and this is where I think this movie is special, is the way that Shane is treated. If you look at most or a lot of faith-based films, sort of the, the person that doesn't have faith or uh, the atheist character is the villain, is somebody that's to be mm-hmm. shamed, to be, uh, to be reformed, uh, some other kind of thing. And I think that the way that this movie treats Shane with such respect for her choices and love and kindness and just were and just concern for who she is as a person that she'll be happy i i think is really special and it's not very common unfortunately and i wish you saw that more 
in, uh, in stories of faith. And I think it's just so refreshing to actually have a Christmas movie that mentions God and yeah. mentions faith. And that mentions you don't see that hardly at all, not just even on Hallmark Channel, but on any of the channels and even on BYU TV or, you know, other places, you don't tend to see movies that are about faith and, and Christ and, and have a pageant anymore. So uh, all of that, I just think is handled so lovely Mm -hmm. in this film. And it's just really, uh, it's just really special and I, I think it's maybe something that if you're not sort of as aware of the, particularly the faith-based film market, you might not understand how rare that is mm-hmm. to really get a, a subtle and nuanced depiction. And I, I really appreciate Martha for what she did here for this film. Mm-hmm. Well, and to add to that, a faith-based film that is of this high quality, and because so many faith-based films have lousy actors and are overly preachy you know and that's not all faith-based films obviously but Mm -hmm. i've watched several and i've had to turn some of them off even though i am a person of faith i'm like i can't handle this anymore (laughs) your acting is terrible and you are being so overly preachy i can't stand it anymore Mm -hmm. so um so this one I hadn't really, I hadn't really even thought about that, even considered that, that it would be um, treating the person who doesn't believe in Christmas mm-hmm. with such respect. But now that I think about it, yeah, and it, and it teaches a great lesson of faith with good quality, good acting, and not an overbearing mm-hmm. sense of preachiness. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think it's done very, very well. And I, I, I appreciate it a lot. And I, I think that uh, Kristen Booth does a really good job of portraying her character. Uh, so she's not, she's not a Grinch. She's not uh, a screw. You know, she's, she's not, she's fully supportive of everyone else doing their thing. And she has her plans. Uh, she, but you can see that there is some wounds there that she has, has, has in her life and 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 uh that you know we're able to kind of get to the bottom of and sort of talk about those wounds uh through the course of the movie and uh, i don't know it's just such a lovely the whole message of of a that you're you have a new family mm-hmm. now that your father might have abandoned you but uh you're you have that god has basically given you a new family mm-hmm. and this is the answer to that prayer that you didn't think had been answered all those years before and uh, I, I love that. I think it's great. Uh, it's nope. too early for tears. Too early for tears. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say going back to Jordan and Shane dancing, what's interesting about the, sh- the Shane storyline is we don't get everything all at once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he gets interrupted mm-hmm. by Oliver. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we get bits and pieces and... Yeah, it's it's all as we know with Martha being the master weaver she is. It's it's so woven well together, and I think because it's not one big like word vomit of her story, because it comes so naturally, mm-hmm. then the theme is able to be woven in and not just preached out at you because it's allowed to develop naturally. And we'll kind of right. get to that a little, little more in there. But yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing how Martha kind of did this this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, and on a completely different topic. I thought he was pretty flirty for an angel. 
I'm like, uh, uh, are we going to have this flirty discussion? Because <laughs> you're being awfully flirty. That. If you're, <laughs> if you have a message from heaven, you've got the, you're being awfully flirty here. Mister. I didn't get the flirting <laughs> thing. I, I didn't really Rachel, see any flirt. I didn't really see thank flirty, you. but thank you. Thank you. Somebody's on my side for once. I don't really say any flirting, but I would say that angels in movies actually have a pretty flirty track record, I think. I mean, you've got Cary Grant, you've got uh, in um, uh, in uh, The Bishop's Wife, you have Denzel Washington in Preacher's Wife, and then you have, um, uh, you have Clarence in It's a Wonderful Life. It was Clarence was not flirty. <laughs> Clarence was, flirty, was not flirty was, in Wonderful Life. <laughs> he was very perky. <laughs> was perky, very perky, not flirty, <laughs> not flirty. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but yes, I, 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 I didn't see a whole lot of. Uh, he was pretty businesslike, in my opinion. So I, I agree with Casey there. He seemed more um, like he could just draw out the information. Like he seemed very maybe for me it seemed a little more nosy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Postables. Oh dear. Here we go. Postables. He's calling the cavalry. <laughs> We're going to settle this once and for all. <laughs> I'm kidding. Not kidding. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. He seemed about the same as Oliver to me. I wouldn't describe Oliver as flirty. Oh boy. Here we go. <laughs> don't no don't go there Casey. Oh, we're gonna sideline okay can we talk about his dance with shane real quick which one the dance with shane and his discussion with her of you know not um dancing the steps okay so i don't know about you guys but i got the underlying message right away like do y'all get that one right away what that he's mm. that, that he's, he's possessive yeah yeah you know, <laughs> I I got that he was jealous when he talked about the punch. You know, <laughs> you can just see it. It's like burning yeah. in his eyes. I thought it was hysterical that because Shane didn't get it at first. Well, of course she did all. it. <laughs> and I just thought it was so funny that she just kept making fun of him the whole time, and then he dipped her, and then she was like, "Oh, okay." Well, and he said "dip" so matter of factly. I'm like dip (laughs) (laughs) i don't think you know i mean i think that she was just going off of his past attitudes you know married man he'd written Mm -hmm. that letter to holly and kind of and he'd mailed it and he made sure that he did mail it and he mailed it with her even watching Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think, and he's heard nothing, you know, he's heard nothing at this point. He right. But I, I think Shane was just going off of, okay, well, he doesn't want me and he wants to try to see if his wife will um, have him back. So I, of course, I don't think that there was any reason for her to, to think he would be jealous, you know, which makes yeah. it all the funnier. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> But um, we learn and uh, at this scene too, uh, Shane briefly through how, however means loses her necklace that just like pops off her neck. I don't know how it happened, <laughs> but we learn that it's really really important to her. And um, I don't think she quite tells us here, but we kind of get the impression that it was a gift right before her parents split it up. We can put the mm-hmm. pieces together, even though she doesn't um, really say it quite as matter of factly. 
So we learned that, and then we get into the letter story. Jordan has a special assignment. Um, it's a letter to God, not a letter to Santa, as many of the, the ones they've been doing lately. But it's a letter to God from this little girl in Wyoming whose mom is sick, and so they had to come to Denver um, to bring her to this special hospital. And she really wants her mom to get better so she can see her be a shepherd in a, a Christmas pageant. So sweet, so innocent, so pure, you know, just, oh my gosh, it's just adorable. And then the girl is just the cutest with their blonde <laughs> hair and her glasses. Mm -hmm. Okay, did anybody else think that she and Kristen Booth could be mother and daughter? I mean, when, yeah. when she was sitting on, when she was sitting on Shane's lap and, and Shane said, you have very pretty hair. I looked at it and like, their hair is exactly the same shade. They, mm -hmm. they look like they could be mother and daughter right there. <laughs> well, and it says 2C on the, on the uh, necklace because we found out that her uh, nickname was uh, Cracker. Crackers. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Crackers. the weirdest thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know my 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 great aunt my grandma's sister they called her bubbles because she would do bubbles with her spit and so <laughs> I I don't I don't even remember her real name she was aunt bubbles, aunt bubbles. So. <laughs> all right well <laughs> crackers is less weird <laughs> yeah crackers is a lot less weird <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so the, the girls put their travel plans on hold so they can um, work this letter and we see more of Shane's kind of irritation come out. She just kind of makes these little offhand comments about, you know, God's not going to answer this letter. So we need to, you know, it's our duty. It's God's not going to do anything. Um, and eventually Jordan finds the hospital um, that the mom is staying at and they all kind of work together on that. And I love the, the line right before they're leaving, Oliver's like, giving God a chance, Miss McInerney. And she's like, giving you, giving tech, you support, tech support, <laughs> Mr. O'Toole. <laughs> <Mr. laughs> so she's not a believer yet, but they go to the hospital. And what did you guys think of them disguising as carolers with, uh, Norman's little box of sparkly and lights and <laughs> it's Christmas time this baby's fully loaded you know I, mean? <laughs> I, I kind of had to sit back you know when he popped it open and the lights come up I'm like oh <laughs> my favorite part about the caroling is when the dog falls yeah. over when they're singing and they're all like what 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 just happened <laughs> It was cute. I enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, so they do the caroling and they find the mother and they learn that the mother, she's on the maternity ward. Her and the baby are both kind of in danger um, for, through this pregnancy. And we meet the little girl and she and Rita have like the sweetest little interaction about owls. And I just love when, when Rita pushes up her glasses and she just like immediately mirrors it. Like, it's so <laughs> it was precious. <laughs> It is really cute. Yeah. Can we, can we just do a little thing about that nurse? I love, once yeah. again, mm -hmm. once again, Master Weaver over here. She just, she weaves in, she weaves in that the last delivery of a present that Oliver made just happens to be the mother mm -hmm. uh, and, she's the, and she's the nurse on the maternity floor. I thought that that was so mm -hmm. good. Yeah. So awesome. And yeah. also her little boy's name is Daryl and that was my father's name. So that, Aww. that's, yeah. that's, I did, 
I did have to laugh at the 2014 product placement in this movie that homework <laughs> has gotten way better at. And they still do it sometimes with like Balsam Hill being really obvious, but, but oh, like the you're talking about giant the Folgers tub coffee. of Folgers coffee. You want a cup and then it just like stays there forever. And that made me laugh. Coffee anyone? Yeah, coffee anyone. And, and at the also, end there's the Walmart bag. Yeah, the, the Walmart end. bag. Oh, the Walmart bag. That was great. Would you like a treat here? I'm just a- and you know you got rita and her her terrible cooking i thought was pretty what are these hockey pucks like a a blue cheese and something mustard frosting oh my gosh anybody in the right mind think that that was a good idea in spinach like, it sounds like they're using ingredients from the chopped kitchen if you I know. watch that show <laughs> they give you like ridiculous ingredients in my, oh my well like, jordan puts- ate that hockey puck just fine <laughs> divine intervention well, down yeah he's an angel <laughs> he doesn't have taste buds because <laughs> he stuffed that like whole cookie in his mouth and when you're recording something for uh, for a movie, you have to do those scenes over. It means he ate like whatever kind of cookie it was. He ate Five like of tons them. of those. <laughs> like oh, wow. Well, and, and Jeff did too. Norman at the end, mm-hmm. he shoved an entire yeah. thing in his mouth to yeah. avoid to avoid kissing her. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. Under the mistletoe. I love yeah. that. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, anyway, so back at the hospital, they, they come up with the idea to bring this Christmas pageant to the little girl. So they're going to have the pageant at the hospital and they, they get started on all those plans. While they're doing it, Jordan brings Oliver a second assignment. It's another letter to God and um, basically asking for her dad to, to want to come back home. I just want to have a happy family in it. And so Jordan's like, the answer's in here. You just, you're the one, you're the one to deliver it. And so Oliver kind of sets out on a separate quest while the other three put their, their crazy plans together. And while he, real quick, while he's talking with, while Jordan and Oliver are talking, we find out the wedding of Oliver was three years ago, mm-hmm. but I just found that part interesting too. Cause I was like, okay, this is a good time reference for all of them. Yeah, is that's true. He, if she was gone for two years, they had only been married for like a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll get into that next time yes in indeed we shall <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we find out about uh oliver and his uh, christmas as a child i i love that whole story and the mm-hmm. christmas by the the beach oh. yeah 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 because he gets he keeps getting um delayed on his quest to find this letter he gets stopped by the 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 santa the the pickpocketing gentleman that leads him to his old sunday school teacher i was like oh my goodness because he takes off his jacket and he like sizes up this dude and i was and like dude fixes his suspenders gonna, <laughs> i love he's, that. he's gonna take this guy down and i gotta say though that was very very un oliver-esque you yeah. know standing up for the right totally absolutely but saying you're gonna have to get by me i was like who are you and what have you done with oliver o'toole <laughs> wow yeah oh and one other thing with this whole letter story too do you guys notice that every other letter story his first go-to person 
mm-hmm. is always Shane. And this, this time, time it was Rita. It was Rita. Shane never touches that letter until the very end. But he goes to Rita first, which I never caught until this time around. And I was like, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. And they're usually always together, but they they were not together. Like, I don't even know if Norman really knew of the letter per se, unless he heard it from, you know, Rita or whatever, because they Mm -hmm. were so, you know, focused on the pageant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, I didn't notice that at all. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So, yes. Anyway, after Oliver has his macho moment, uh, like Rachel said, we hear about his, his childhood a little bit, and we hear a story about when he um, had a Christmas away from home, and they were near the beach, and he went down because he was sad because I think someone was dying. His grandfather. Uh, his grandfather. Grandfather. And there I'm was wondering a... if it was Grandpa O'Toole. Maybe. Yeah. But, and who's he, who's he telling this whole story to? He's telling the story to his old Sunday school teacher, oh, that who time is Marion Ross from Happy Days. She's like the second most famous TV mom ever. <laughs> and I love how they revealed her where she had the box in front of her face and then she takes it down like, oh, it's Marion Ross. <laughs> Anyway, he tells he tells her the story about a tree growing out of a rock, and there was a guy at the beach decorating, and he helped decorate it. And um, meanwhile, <laughs> the the possibles are putting together this patch, and they have to be pretty resourceful. And let's just talk about Norman and the loaf of bread <laughs> and the Christmas poses. <laughs> And they use the the big bear from the DLT Berthazar. Berthazar. Yeah. Well, they steal the bear, don't they? Don't they take the bear? No, no, no. That that was the bear. That was the bear that got um that got dropped off there because there wasn't enough uh there there wasn't enough shipping purchased. I think it, or the or there was no forwarding oh. address. So yeah. Yeah, and, but I I love just quick. I love the whole idea of the um of the tree coming out of the of the rocks you know that mm-hmm. there's nothing there and yet christmas tree kind of comes out of the rocks and that they find just like scraps and and uh pine cones and other things Shells. like that to to decorate mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. i don't know there's something about that that's i think there's something there that like you know even the rocky ground mm-hmm. uh, that that god creates this this christmas tree from uh in that even in your darkest time that there's there is christ there there is hope there mm-hmm. and uh, and that's something that he can always look back on and see that you know find that hope and you get the feeling that this is something that really this is sort of a foundation moment of his life mm-hmm. of something that happened to him that really gave him faith mm-hmm. and uh, so i don't know i i always thought that would be ever since i saw the movie i thought that would be really cool to sort of to recreate and do a christmas uh, a Christmas tree, uh, kind of in coming that coming out of a rock. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not coming out of a rock, but like more of earthy ocean. You know, kind of a, a an aesthetic to it would be kind of cool. But, uh, but I don't know. I just I loved that whole message of the Christmas tree coming out of the rock, and that was really good. Yeah, because there was a really beautiful analogy too of mm-hmm. when Oliver was telling he thought about the rock and. Um, the tree and how the tree was just he said holding on to the rock to survive and then 
uh, the teacher said, or maybe the rock was holding on to that. And that's such a beautiful analogy of Christ being that rock mm-hmm. holding mm-hmm. on to us, even, yeah, like you said, like, that's like our hope and like letting us grow and, and things like that. And it's, yeah. it's such a, it's a simple analogy, but it was just so, so beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, and so, yeah, and you see that the chain is struggling through all of this, like, because she sees the problems that Hannah is having and she remembers that her own unanswered prayers. And I mean, who can't relate to that? You know, the, we all have those moments where it's like, are you there? Are you listening? Um, what's going on? Why am I, why am I being asked to do this? Even Jesus had, had those, those moments. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it's, those are the, those are the moments that make you, uh, in your life. And, uh, and here she's seeing it now with Hannah and trying to do whatever she can to make her not have to go through that, what she went through. I really love how, how awkward Kristen played Shane with Hannah, mm-hmm. because you know, we all know that Kristen's a mom, but Shane is not a mom. Shane has very little experience with children and just when, and Hannah is so open and honest with her and you know, the, can I sit in your lap? Sure. You know, and then, you know, she kind of reluctantly puts her arms around and kind of picks at her hair and then gets more comfortable with it. I thought that Kristen played that so, so well because she, Shane does have a good heart. Shane wants Mm. to make things better. She, you know, she fully participated in that, in that Christmas movement that the, that the post office did for, uh, for the toys for the kids, you know, she wants children to be happy at Christmas Mm -hmm. and she sees a situation that makes her uncomfortable. That's a little too, close to home because even though her father didn't die when she was a child, mm-hmm. she still lost her father and she's afraid that Hannah's going to lose her mother. And so she mm-hmm. wants to comfort her, but she just doesn't have any experience in comforting a child like that. And so I thought, I just, I thought that Kristen's performance in those scenes with Hannah mm-hmm. was, they were so well done and so well thought out mm-hmm. because it because she could have just gone into autopilot and just yeah, picked her up and yeah whatever but she didn't she she went into the whole nuance of shane's character well yeah and like i said also she doesn't want her to experience what she went through and it reminds right. her of what she went through right uh, and so and, you know and then she's talking to oliver about it and and just uh, that's one of the most emotional parts of the whole film is when the two of them are talking and uh, it's really good. I, I really like it. Yeah. I also like how we see um, the growth of Shane from, cause in the beginning um, she's very um, much like she sees herself and the, the team as doing the, the, the job that God is supposed to be doing. And I love how it slowly transitions and she begins to see it as Oliver does that it's not they're doing God's job, but that God is doing his job through them mm-hmm. and like working through them and i think that's one thing that martha really does well in this particular movie is showing that sort of like 
Shane's not a believer by the end, by any means yet. But no. you can kind of see that that realization just very quietly and gently happening in the background as they begin to kind of view their work a little differently. Yeah, there's like a little miracle. And yeah, when she sells her, her necklace, because we've seen how important it is to her earlier in the film, and when she sells it to the cab to get uh, what they need for the play. The sheepskin. Yeah, that I, it's just, you realize how much she has grown over the mm-hmm. course of the uh, the movie and what doing this for Hannah really means to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So around that time, yeah. So Hannah's mom goes into distress. She like codes and there's fear that they're, you know, going to lose either the mom or the baby or both. And so this is about when we have the beautiful chapel scene with Oliver and Jordan. And I absolutely, yeah. okay, any chapel scene in Signs Hill Delivered is just amazing. Like the the music they picked and just, just the dialogue between Jordan and Oliver and just, it's just so beautiful. And he talks about how Christmas is an opportunity to remember that love came down to find you right here where you are, imperfections and all. And it's just, mm-hmm. you, uh, it's and really the story good. about the fourth wise men too. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I loved that because when I was watching it, it reminded me of the story of the cobbler, the cobbler who was going to get the chance to meet the master, but he didn't get a chance to prepare because he was helping everybody. And then they talked about it being the story of the fourth wise men. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just, it just shows how those parables pair together so well um, because Oliver was the cobbler or the fourth wise man in the story because mm-hmm. he was out there doing what he was supposed to do. He was out there spreading Christmas cheer and helping those that needed it and serving everyone and putting them before himself. And I, I just love that Jordan tries and succeeds to have Oliver give himself a little mercy. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to have a perfect delivery record. You don't have to have a perfect marriage. You just need to stop and smell the poinsettias. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, poinsettias have no fragrance. It's like, okay, it's a metaphor, <laughs> Oliver, come on. You know, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it just, and then, you know, that beautiful realization when Oliver realizes that, you're not this, from the post office. Oh my god! Never said I was. Oh, <laughs> oh, so beautiful, so beautiful, right there. In one of my favorite lines, that I go like swoony over because I'm just because I know what happens. You take good care of that little letter writer. Oh, <laughs> like, oh yes. so cute, so cute, so cute. Yeah. <laughs> So after the chapel scene, Oliver goes to find Shane and they begin talking and he realizes the letter is hers and he hands her the letter. The handoff is so sweet. I love the handoff. Yeah. And he realizes it. He puts it together because he notices that she doesn't have her necklace anymore. And he remembers that it said to C instead of to S instead of to S. And then that prodded all the questions, right? Okay, flashback, the fact that he knew exactly what her necklace looked like. You know, yes. I love that. It's a gold disc with a purple glass bead. She just looked, 
yeah, <laughs> it's so cute, so cute. And then we have to find it. I can't replace it. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. You know, shows just, how well he knows her and how yes. much he cares. He really mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he puts all the pieces together. She doesn't want to read the letter, and he follows her out to the little balcony thing, and they have this very beautiful conversation where at first Shane's very angry. She she's blaming God. Um, she's, she's angry because God didn't answer her letter. And, um, then Oliver helps her to see that God did answer your letter. He gave you the family you asked for, just not in the way you thought you were going to get it. Mm-hmm. You're, you have the brother in Norman and the sister in Rita. And then, you know, him, this, can we talk about this? <laughs> he did not call himself her brother <laughs> he said and then there's me and i went mm. <laughs> yes <laughs> well and then going back real quick just a couple of steps is when he yells at her like he yells shame so passionately i mean mm-hmm. i was so taken back by that just because like okay he is married but there's so much like there's so much passion there like Mm -hmm. So much so that she stops and says, like, what did you just call me? And then he goes into that speech, you know? Mm -hmm. He had to stop, didn't it? (laughs) It's the first time not Miss McEnry, too. No, it's not the first time, but it's the first time that it's that loud. Yeah, it's the first time that it's that loud, too. Yeah, first time it's been that commanding. The last time he called her Shane was... The treasure box. When, when he was comforting her. When they're in the vault. And then but prior to that was like, what, the pilot? I think it was so. the pilot. Come back, yeah. Shane! <laughs> I mean, and it, like, even that was kind of a joke, but... Um, yeah. And he does say, my dear Shane, at the end of the pilot, too. Yeah. When... Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this yeah. is like three times, four times, three and a half, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. He's got to get her attention somehow. She's running away. Yeah, and he got it. Uh, and then he just keeps going in that perfect speech of perfect love cast out all that pain all that fear and replaces it with hope and hope was what you were asking for and hope is what you have been given like it's just so beautiful and you're like mind is like i don't even know i just if i could write speeches like martha and deliver them like oliver that we would be set for life. <laughs> oh, yes. And it's 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 interesting too because Oliver usually kind of bumbles around Shane. Like either he's very snarky to her or he doesn't exactly say exactly what he means, but we know what he means and we know that he means what he says that he means. We get into that later in higher ground. But this is this was so beautiful that it was it was just so cohesive and connected and you know it really got to the heart of Shane it wasn't just like you know he was like trying to show off his intelligence or he wasn't being snarky like he was being absolutely 100% genuine because he loves her like no you don't say that you don't you don't go off and say all those beautiful things about hope and perfect love that casts all fear and you know saying you have a sister and a brother and me like no title there but like <laughs> just he, this odd fellow just this <laughs> odd fellow words. right but you don't say that to just anybody you say right. that to someone that you care deeply for and especially since she's technically his employee like you yeah feel, like, the depth of his feelings that is yeah. it's so deep and so beautiful and just like i, I was I was left there going, oh my goodness, he's like, he's going to do something that I'm going to be like, oh, 
but he did it. I like, I thought they were going to kiss or something because it was just so passionate mm-hmm. with that. I mean, especially when yeah. she leans up, like, I didn't know what the extent of their relationship was going to be and his wife wasn't coming back. So like, <laughs> where is all this going? That was the first, I mean, the first time I watched it, but yeah. it was just so powerful that moment. I agree. Yeah. Well, and the, the other thing that he says that I really love is let Christmas do what it's meant to do. You know, she has spent so much time fighting against Christmas, mm-hmm. refusing to celebrate Christmas. And uh, I don't know if this is a purposeful connection, but it's in the end and it has something to do with Norman. So I'll bring it up in a minute. But just that line, let Christmas do what it's meant to do. It's Mm -hmm. meant to cast out the pain. It's meant to give you hope. Let Mm -hmm. it do what it's meant to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it also helps that he was just given a semi-similar lecture, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. lecture from Jordan that that helps him relay it to Shane. Shane. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I love to afterwards, she doesn't need to, she doesn't need to read the response because she said she's already got her answer. And then when Oliver goes to see it, there is no response because he was the answer to bring, to bring the answer to her. It didn't need to be written down by Jordan, the angel, because Oliver was the answer for her. And it's like that song. Uh, uh, Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. Mm. You know, the, the, Garth Brooks song. <laughs> I think it's true. Uh, that you don't, you don't see the bigger picture all the time. Or God bless the broken road that sent me straight to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both of those work really well right here. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so after that beautiful exchange, there Shane is ready to be an angel finally in the pageant. With and she a wears halo. the halo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that she swore she would not wear the halo. And they uh, realize there's no baby Jesus. Oh my gosh. I know. We have our Christmas badge and no baby Jesus. Well, here's the thing about that scene though, too. It's very symbolic because we get, during Christmas, we get so wrapped around getting the perfect gifts, doing the, all the all the good things that we're supposed to do the pageants the christmas trees the lights you know all of these things that oftentimes we forget the hallmark christmas movies but like a lot of times because we're so busy during the you know the christmas yeah. holiday season we uh, tend to forget the one thing that matters like that that the whole reason why we have christmas which yeah. is jesus and that was one thing that struck me too is like I did not see that analogy coming at all. Like I was like, <laughs> whoa, you're right. Cause they were, all of them were trying to get this pageant together for this little girl. But you know, don't forget the reason for the season. Yeah. Baby Jesus. Yeah. That's a beautiful analogy. I never thought of it like that. That's, it is. That's amazing. That's wonderful. But thankfully, they have a replacement for baby Jesus because it turns out mom and baby are good. And that is the largest premature baby I've ever seen in my whole entire <laughs> oh, life. That baby had a big head and was very alert. 
but it's a movie so well okay so help syndrome has to do with preeclampsia and you can develop that very late so for me i developed it the day that i delivered my child which was at 37 weeks oh yeah so i mean like it was still a big newborn but he wasn't as premature as we were led well i think think. it was at least a month premature they said yeah this yeah the uh the dad the dad said that the baby wasn't due for a month so oh, it's still 36 it's very weeks. It's, it's very quick it's a yeah. very short mm-hmm. short part of the movie so yeah but yeah, yeah it was definitely not a newborn it was, it was a big <laughs> well, baby they can't use newborns <laughs> they can't use newborns in the in the movies sometimes they do sometimes they do but it was hate your newborn <laughs> anyway so they have the pageant and then um they're outside because the girls are going to for their plans and norman spots the owl for rita it's so cute and then they have their their bang moment again bang (laughs) bang bang funny so funny oh gosh and i you know what it's something i was just thinking about is I think it's wonderful that they don't kiss yet because they kind of had this whole thing about kissing, but it's like, you could mm-hmm. have that amazing connection with somebody. You don't need to just do what you think you're supposed to do because you, you know, put that pressure on to, to move too fast. And they're happy. Rita is perfectly happy with their little bang moment. And then she's like, it's better than a kiss under mistletoe. Well, and so. it made it mean more, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he touches her forehead. He says, mm-hmm. are you okay? And then he kind of so goes down and just like, oh my gosh, she's touching her cheek. You know? <laughs> and, you know, I didn't really expect him to kiss her right there at all. Yeah. And it just, you know, the fact that they didn't kiss there, it made it mean more mm-hmm. because usually the, usually we, we kind of brush past, pardon the pun, but we kind of brush past <laughs> the, the touching of the cheek and, that could be a very serious, intimate move, you know, mm-hmm. and, but so, so much of the time, it's just grab the face, go in for the kill, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> did you like that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and like uh, that, we just see the growth. I mean, in those two characters still, cause like I said, uh, you know, before they, uh, he, they were terrified of each other and now yeah. they're very, they're becoming more intimate, you know, first, you know, emotionally and now like physically with the, you know, touching the cheek. Cause again, you don't just do that to your friend. Um, and <laughs> he told her the truth about the cookies. Yeah, I really mm-hmm. appreciated that. He didn't lie. He's like, you know, she asked if he liked them. Well, not the eating part. <laughs> <laughs> And then we also find out the time frame for them too, because they've known each other at that point after the pageant. It's four years, Christmas Eve. Right. So that that's a long time not to (laughs) release, not to not to release your feelings. (laughs) Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. So um, so they all, all leave and Oliver walks home, eventually gets a cab and he comes into the DL and it's just decked out. That, that took Aww. my breath away. When yeah. he opened the door and it showed the whole DLO, I went, oh, that is so beautiful. Well, and not only that, but they have the same tree from mm-hmm. basically the, rock. the same mm-hmm. the rock. And I yeah. thought that was really great. And, and miracles can happen even to Oliver Tool is just the <laughs> cutest. 
Um, and I was just going to put out there for anybody who really is interested in, in the music. I love that song they play during that scene. It's mm -hmm. um, There's Still My Joy by Indigo Girls. So it's beautiful. Mm. Listen to it again. And it, and it really fits with the, the idea of the tree being by the shore. I mean, mm -hmm. it's literally the first words of the line is I brought my tree down to the shore or something like that mm -hmm. um it, uh, that does but um so yeah oliver starts to decorate it and then everybody shows back up because they're a family and they have to spend christmas together where was norman going i, I don't, don't know think it ever said i don't yeah. think it ever said what his plans were he just well, you know, one of his like 50 cousins Probably. <laughs> his okay. his, fa his family lives in denver because rita met them at the at the uh, USPS picnic. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure that they live in the area somewhere. So. Yeah. yeah. And he realizes there's a stocking with his name on it. Finally. It that's so beautiful. That's what, that was the connection. Let Christmas do what it's meant to do. Not only is it meant to help us remember Jesus Christ and his birth and how vital that was to this earth, but it's meant to bring families together. And mm -hmm. right there, yeah. Norman has that perfect summary of what Christmas is meant to do. Mm -hmm. with, yeah. Oh, it just, oh. And then they all dance, and Rita and Norman finally dance, even though Norman's still <laughs> Oh, terrified. they were tricky. Oh, Oliver and Shane, they were sneaky. <laughs> Norman, put that you who down and obey me. <laughs> That was so weird. Okay, I still think that line is super weird. I do too. I do too. <laughs> Obey me, Norman. <laughs> Shane's big sister side coming out. Yeah, big time. <laughs> like he's not a dog, even though he kind of acts like a puppy sometimes. <laughs> so they're dancing and Shane sees her, her necklace on the tree that she had traded for the sheepskin. And it turns out Oliver took a cab home and got it back for her. It just is so sweet. Yeah, it's cute. Merry Christmas, Shane. Yeah. So that's the end of the movie. Are we ready for trivia? Bring it on, baby. <laughs> Our last piece. I got some hard ones, guys. Oh, oh boy. I'm going to do terrible. <laughs> All right. Number one. At the very beginning, Norman talks about delivering two talking tiny Tina dolls to 10-year-old tap dancing twins. What were the names of the twins? Tammy and Ruth. Yes. Oh, dang <laughs> it. I wrote that down. <laughs> I'm to find it through all my 17 pages of notes here. All right, come on. Next. <laughs> Question two. Norman has three Christmas poses that he performs for the gang. What are those three, the names of the three poses that he has? Oh, come all ye faithful is one. One? Oh. Uh, no idea. <laughs> uh, Sil Silent Night? Is Silent Night one of them? Nope. Good of the world. Are. Oh, come all you faithful. Um, I said, oh, come, I said, oh, come, oh, come, you faithful. Oh, come, uh, the Bethlehem song. It's um, not, oh, come, oh, Hark the herald angel. Casey. <laughs> Angels we have heard on high. Oh, Angels no, from the realms of glory. What? Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Little town of Bethlehem, is that the way you're thinking? <laughs> no. Oh, no. it came, oh, come, mid midnight clear. No. 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 <laughs> no. Oh, come all you faithful. I got that one. Away in a manger. Away no. in a manger. 
sure, yes. And then... joy to the world. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Goodness. I got I one of them. Your, need to learn your carols, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I got one of them. All right, two more questions. Next one. Norman has a name for their uh, pageant plan. He calls it Operation... Bethlehem! Yes. <laughs> Casey was quick on that one. And may, may I just add that I love how he said, okay, everybody, let's deck the halls. Yeah! <laughs> he puts his sunglasses on when he says it. And uh, synchronize our watches. <laughs> uh, I love those Norman moments. So he's like, I'm a secret agent. I just love it. <laughs> All right, last one. At the very end, when Oliver is decorating the tree, what are the first two items he puts on the tree? The cover of the tiara. tiara. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a pretty good tie. I guess so too. The tiara, Rita's tiara, and Norman's cummerbund were the first two. Well, you guys did really good, except for the uh, the name of Norman's poses. So, and, oh, star, starfish at the top of the tree was already there. Just That's true. you know. That's true. Yep. There was a starfish. Adding adding trivia to trivia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, well, thanks for having me here. This was really fun. Nice to <laughs> talk a little Christmas this week. It was really yeah. fun. Yeah. And, it's, and it's a great movie to sit and talk about and give us a little bit of hope in, in these times. Yes. And mm -hmm. So, um, Rachel, where can people find you and connect on social media? Yeah, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all over your social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. And I do weekly family movie nights every Monday. So check that out. All right. Cammy, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Cami Drama Girl. Facebook is the Hooked Hardy Facebook page. And my blog is hookedhardy.com. Right. And Casey, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Hallmark My Words. All right. And you can find me at Jess BSW Blog. Check out my website, beneathstillwaters.com. And you can follow the podcast at Deliver Me a Pod and Deliver Me a Podcast in the Hallmarkies Pod at Hallmarkies Pod or Hallmarkies Podcast um, across all social media including YouTube and iTunes and all that good stuff. Leave us your ratings and reviews. Give us a thumbs up. Check out our merch store. We have lots of fun postable stuff on there. And um, yeah, we're so excited to talk about this movie and we'll see y'all next week. Thanks so much. Merry Let's Christmas. go deck the halls. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Bye everybody. Bye y'all. Uh,